If you're still on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus of up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim promo code MADNESS50. But the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie? You can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use promo code MADNESS50, that's MADNESS50, to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. Broadcasting live from Florida's capital city, this is the Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness on Real Talk 93.3. Now, stop what you're doing and listen closely. It's time for the Jeff Cameron Show in 5, 4, 3, 2, Good afternoon and welcome everybody. This would be the Jeff Cameron Show right here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. It is my great pleasure to be with you on a Redemption Thursday. I'm Jeff, that is Director Matthew. And I think we're organized. I think we're good to go. It's a lot to take in. It's a lot to take in. By the way, on Twitter, it's at J Cameron Show. Hope you are well. Have you decompressed? Have you gotten over the shock of signing day? Have you? Uh, are you further uh, down that rabbit hole of despair, or are you like you know what? At the end of the day, they did get uh, Armella, and they just got another uh, transfer offensive lineman to come in area of tremendous need. So Caden Lyles says, "Yeah, I'll come on in from Wisconsin." They typically can block it up at Wisconsin. So you get help there, and now we'll be monitoring, monitoring, as I would say to Tom ordinarily, uh, but we're trying to get a sense of uh, Miles Frazier, which uh, some of the buzz, some of the buzz is that he is on his way to LSU. We'll see, though. We'll see. Uh, He was another grad transfer that FSU was looking at. Uh, from FIU, so a lot, a lot to consider. A lot to consider. That seems to be the re- reoccurring theme right about now, with uh, not only Florida State, uh, but the world of college football and where it's headed or where it's not headed or what to make of it all is uh, a lot to consider. I said earlier, it is, uh, it is a Redemption Thursday. And we will have wagers. I'll get to uh, said wagers uh, momentarily. Uh, we're not uh, 
they're mainly NFL right now, and I'm still getting these bowl wagers ready. By the way, last night, just as an aside, very quietly, uh, not much fanfare. Uh, I'm not even sure people realized it was happening, uh, but Florida State won a basketball game against a thoroughly outmatched Lipscomb team. Uh, it was a, a whooping, uh, 97 to 60, as you kind of expected. But that said, uh, all right, all right. So I see right off the bat, Abdel, your, your head is where my head is at in the chat, which is reallocation of NIL funds to the trenches, indeed. Yeah, let's keep it going, as well as uh, where, where it will have to go from here, because if you move forward from here and you have no choice, uh, then you're going to be looking for receivers, because you didn't bring any in, and that was the failure of yesterday's class more than anything, more than Travis Hunter, that was the failure yesterday in not bringing in receivers. You might say that it seemed evident to me. I don't know about you, but it seemed fairly obvious to me that Mike Norvell yesterday in the press conference, that press conference began a certain kind of way, as the kids say. It kind of made you feel a certain kind of way, like he was slightly perturbed, a little frustrated, perhaps gut-punched. Uh, but determined, a little mixture of, can you believe that just effing happened? And, okay, I've got tough decisions to make. Some folks are going to get fired. Some folks are going to get fired. That, that, that seemed to all be there in the midst of that press conference. And then somewhere at about the five- to seven-minute mark, I think he kind of realized, people can see me. <laughs> People are looking at me. They're probably noticing not only my pattern of speech, but my body language, which is a whole lot of, man, that didn't go as I had hoped. A little pissed off. We're still okay. All right, top 15 class. Got to get some things moving here. I can't wait to fire this guy, this guy, and this guy. But in the interim, all right, let's get it together. Let's talk about the guys we did get. Which was not nothing. Which was not nothing. It's that we tend to focus on, understandably, because that too's not nothing, the guys you miss in what it says about those that are on your staff and those that may need to be replaced. And you look a little inward and you take some blame yourself, especially as a head coach, because the buck stops with you. So you hired those guys, and if they whiffed at a very important position of need, say, receiver or linebacker or whatever it might be, then you would have to consider the ramifications of those whiffs and what to do next. And so this is a very active time, a very interesting time, both for Florida State and college football. There's the big-picture conversation about where do we go from here, how is it all going to work out. I mean, look, obviously, anymore with NIL – You're talking about variables both for recruits to consider, maybe even down the line this levels the playing field in a lot of ways, but also for coaches now to consider. And this becomes almost for the very small percentage of the elite of the elite of the elite, if you will, this becomes almost a game of uh, free agency. And who do you want to spend on? Who do you want to spend on? Or do you want to perhaps reallocate? Okay, you know what? 
we could decide that this guy is worth it. This particular player is a game changer, and he'll make a difference with the rest of our class. He'll become an iconic figure in the game, and we'll benefit that from that for years to come. So it's worth it to us in the land of NIL to find some way to ante up and get somebody 200, 300, 1 million, $1.5 million, right? Might be. You can recoil, cringe, and say, I don't like it. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Time moves on. Things change. So either you adapt or you perish. So you can decide at that point as a staff, as a program, you can say, you know, maybe this is this is what we do here. Maybe we will ante up on this particular guy. I think he's that kind of special. Or you can go, you know, no, no, no. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that because here's the thing. I don't know that he's worth that. Let's even this out. Let's spread the wealth a little bit and take our chances. That guy's going to go to so-and-so. So-and-so seems to be prepared to, to offer something we can't or we don't want to. It's a lot of stuff. Uh, to consider because um, all of a sudden, and, and by the way, you go back and look, you know, Tennessee and Nebraska and TCU and Houston and SMU, there were like moments yesterday where kids were getting picked off that were on other people's boards for long periods of time, and all of a sudden we're beginning to see that it's – it's 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 the market, right? It's changing. It's it's uh, interesting when you watch that. We're in a free market trial and error phase, my friends. The market will correct itself at some point, but we are in that trial and error phase where you're like, "What in the hell is happening? And where is this going to go?" And of course, if you're on the wrong end of a historic flip boy it's hard to like shake away the cobweb shake away the frustration from that but you, you really don't have a choice you don't have a choice so i think this is interesting we'll get into something here andy staples wrote about this i've known andy for years i'll bring up a, a quote from his article because i thought he summarized it really really well um florida already the state of Chip Lamarca, state representative, he he has already presented, submitted a bill that would change the state's name, image, and likeness law for college athletes. And Florida, and Lamarca in particular, shepherded into fruition the NIL in 2020 in the state of Florida. And then guess what? Guess what we found out? And this, this happened before yesterday, but yesterday was the culmination of this. Uh, Florida's restrictions on NIL compared to other states that have lesser restrictions, and in some cases, zero restrictions at all, hindered the state schools from being able to do certain things like keep up with the Joneses in an NIL deal. Now, I'm not saying you would have got Travis Hunter, but I am saying that moving forward, you have to be equipped, fully armed, capable of competing for the high-level player and not be hindered by, subjected to more stringent laws that prohibit certain aspects of the NIL for the state of Florida and its schools as opposed to the state of Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, you name it. Got to have some uniformity there. Everybody wants to be playing on the same level playing field. It's like, okay, these are the new rules. Things have changed. Got to organize. Got to get our NIL game in order. But you can't tell me that if I do that, I'm still hindered 
by laws that prohibit me from doing what other states can do. Nah, that ain't going to work. So I'll get more into that momentarily because I think it's very, very fascinating. And this is where it's going. This is where it's going. And again, like I said just a moment ago, we're in a free market trial and error phase. And the market will correct itself and we'll get it all figured out. But it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. It feels a little overwhelming. Very overwhelming. Not a little overwhelming. It's a lot to take in. Uh, it, it was an antiquated way of doing things for a very long, long time. And so when you had basically free labor, you had to pay coaches uh, at the top institutions 10, 12, 15 million dollars. You had to build big chocolate fountains and swimming pools and things not to show profit. And now all of a sudden, some kids can get paid a little bit, which they probably should have already been able to do. And now we don't know what to do. Like, oh man, have we overcorrected? There are no rules regulating because there's no NCAA with teeth. There's no czar of college football. Everybody's like, well, each to their own. And some schools are very aggressively pursuing the each to their own, knowing the ramifications and the repercussions are nil until we have some uniformity, until we have somebody say, wait a minute, we got to make some sense to the, of this. Now, to be sure, I think, and this is where we get into when things first are introduced, you find out the unintended consequences. And also, of course, things you never thought about come to light. Some new things have come to light, man. So all of a sudden you go, oh, wait, 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 we wanted this, but we didn't want this. Or we like this, but oh, well, now hold on. That seems a bit much. So there will be pushback. There'll be give and take. There'll be arguments. There'll be debate. And then at some point they'll modify the NIL rules. They won't go all the way back to the way things were. But maybe they'll make some changes to where everybody is under the same rules, under the same plain guidelines as everybody else. And we'll go from there. But in the interim, I think Florida State, as it pertains to specifically Florida State, it's funny. I was having a conversation with another member of the media yesterday, a friend of mine. And we were, we were kind of talking about all this. And we, our heads were swimming. And we were saying, you know, listen, I think this and I think that. And he point, counterpoint and all that good stuff. And um, at one point, I think we we both hit on the frustrations that Florida State fans feel. And and here's what it is. It's not just the culmination of the losses over the last several years under different regimes, which is really difficult to stomach. And everybody thinks they have an answer to how to fix that. Some want, you know, more continuity uh, and less change. Others say, uh, we we got the wrong guy. We needed change, but we got the wrong guy. We might have done the right thing, but we got the wrong guy, whatever it might be, right? Wherever you fit on, sit on that debate, that's fine. And everybody gives their points and, and makes their arguments, their opinions about what should be. But at the end of the day, when you're a diehard and, and, and you contribute and you care and you, uh, you love your school or, and, and you want the opportunity, you want to feel like you have the opportunity to compete. You want to feel like you can you can still be what you once were or at least have a chance to aspire to that. And when people don't feel like that's happening because they feel like either Florida State as a university, uh, as an alumni or booster base, uh, as an administrative uh, administration, uh, as a coaching staff, whatever it is, could be a confluence of all those things, could be uh, a mix of every one of those things. If you feel like you're on the outside looking in, man – Bereft of hope, as I like to say, right? Terrible feeling. So as we were vetting this and as we were having this conversation, uh, we both kind of hit on something. We used to think about, because we were always part of the haves, Florida State, for the longest time, once built into a dynastic regime, was part of the haves. And you would look upon, you would gaze upon the college football landscape and you'd go, 
man, what's it like to wake up every day and root for Georgia Tech? Now, I'm sorry, Georgia Tech, I don't mean to pick on you. You're a fine academic institution, but we all know, save for very few spaces in history, in particular one or two, Georgia Tech has been largely irrelevant as it pertains to competing for annually national championships. So you thought to yourself, well, I guess you just kind of go into seasons thinking, if we could get to seven wins... That'd be a fine campaign. If we could get to seven or eight wins and go to a bowl, I'd feel good about what we were doing. And you thought to yourself as a knoll, as part of the haves, hmm, I don't know that I could do that. I'm not so sure that I could live in a world where the possibility of winning a national championship or in the modern era, let's say going to the college football playoff, winning the ACC, is not a possibility. It's not something that is a reasonable thing to aspire to. It's not something that, objectively speaking, you think can be accomplished, right? I don't want to live in that world because we've been to the mountaintop. We've seen what it's like. Rarefied air. All the finer things in life. Praised. Adorned as great. All those things. And now what, you're supposed to go slum it? You lost. 2008 crash. Got nothing. Move out of your mansion. Two-bedroom, one-bath? Damn it, man. It's hard to get used to this. I was on easy street. And so you thought to yourself, well, that's never going to happen here because we're part of the elite. Why do I say all this? I'm not saying that is where Florida State now resides in perpetuity. I'm saying that yesterday felt like yet another gut punch to that end. Another reminder that you're not even close to what you once were, and now you're not even sure you can navigate your way back to that neighborhood. Now you're not even certain that you could ever get back to once you were, what you once were. Plenty of the greatest entrepreneurs, if you will, have built up extreme amounts of wealth only to take a couple of unnecessary risks or have the market shift and fall to their knees and lose it all and build it back up again, knowing the way, having the insight, foresight, knowledge to do so, right? The work ethic to boot. But when you don't know that you can get back to that place, no matter how hard you try, because you're not playing on the same or playing with the same tools or have the level playing field of which I spoke a moment ago, then you're not so sure it's even attainable. And that is untenable. That's where people go, man, I don't, I don't know. We're starting to look an awful lot like these also rands. We used to think, how in the hell do they handle being part of that? The class of also rands. Most of the time, and most things we worry about never happen anyway. So what will happen now is going to be very, very interesting. One of the things that's going to change are the laws in the state of Florida as it pertains to NIL. They'll update that law. Of course they will. Uh, they want the state institutions, the schools, to be able to compete with everybody else, to have the opportunity. They want that, right? They're free market people. they gotta, they got to want that. So that'll happen. How quickly does Florida State 
find themselves in a position to be competitive again. I do think they signed a good class yesterday. Lost in the midst of all this. Late night, Armella signed. By the way, we didn't get Frazier. Update there. He's off to LSU. Miles Frazier from FIU going to LSU. Florida State did get the Wisconsin transfer, who will likely play center. We'll see. But he'll come in. And now begins the quest for the transfer portal guys. I think you got to bring in an offensive lineman or two. I think you most certainly, without question, not even debatable, uh, bring in what? Two, three wide receivers bare minimum? I think that's going to happen. Lost in this long intro of the show because there's so much happening is the fact that Alex Atkins, who I think is one hell of a football coach and an elite member of the staff and not somebody I wanted to lose, take Dilly all damn day. Don't take Alex Atkins. Atkins elevated to OC. He will also coach the offensive line. Good. Good, 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 because long-term, I think you were going to lose him sooner rather than later. In the coaching industry, he is well thought of, to say the least, and for good reason. And if you're ever out of practice, you know why. And that guy wins with average-ass players because he creates schemes and angles, and they find a way to run the ball with not a lot of talent and not a lot of options. Thank goodness they kept him. Now we'll see. Other members of that staff, long, hard look. The timing of the changes that will most definitely be taking place for Florida State have a lot more to do with, and here we are again in the modern recruiting landscape, transfer portal. So let's think a little bit about the coaches you may want to bring in. All right? So I need to go find me guys that resemble that original Jimbo staff, right? Remember we got a bunch of coaches that weren't all that highly thought of in terms of X's and O's, and maybe that was an overstatement, but they were known as sort of mercenaries, recruiters, right? He surrounded himself with recruiters and said, I'll do the rest. I know the X's and O's. I'll get all of this stuff taken care of. I may kill myself in the process, but we got to have some dudes, as he put it, grown-ass men. So now what you're going to do when you look at replacing certain members of your staff is, all right, in the era of Transfer Portal where I've got to upgrade this roster and I signed a, a pretty damn good class, didn't get everybody I wanted, obviously, and that's why we're making changes. If I bring this guy in, what kind of connections does he have to this guy, this guy, this guy that I want? So we'll look at the timing with all of this. And it should be fascinating. In Flux, Redemption Thursday, Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. The Jeff Cameron Show is a production of the WarChant.com Multimedia Network. Check out WarChant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's WarChant.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk 93.3. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3, Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Really looking forward to Monday. We've got the golf. Golf. Listen to me. That's on the horizon, by the way. I can report that. That that is on the horizon. Uh, But the bowling tournament on Monday is uh, really something going to be a lot of fun. JCS annual holiday bowling tournament Monday, 12-2021. That's 7 p.m. District 850. Thanks to all those that have signed up with their teams and contributed to 
help out uh, kids who wouldn't otherwise have a very Merry Christmas. Thanks to our friends at the Guardian Ad Litem. Thanks to our friends at Gordo's. Thanks to my friends here at 93.3 and Warchant TV. Good times on Monday. A reminder, the only reason I bring it up again, gift certificates. Can't figure out what you want to give the kids. Totally understandable. In fact, they lean towards wanting gift certificates. Still got time between now and Monday, including Monday, if you want to swing by District 850 and drop off your gift. It is greatly appreciated. That I mean that sincerely. Uh, thank you so much to all who help out with that cause. It is a very worthy cause, and I can assure you those gifts, those uh, gift cards, and anything else that is presented um, I can benefit the fine folks at the Guardian Adelitum, and those kids uh, all go to very needy kids in terribly difficult situations. And it allows them to have uh, a Christmas that, um, uh, again, resembles some sense of normalcy, and they, they too can have gifts and share with one another and, and have fun with it. Um, so, uh, you know, that, that's where we're at. Uh, another reminder here, just because some of you are joining late and maybe don't know, uh, but I, I gave you the updates early here. Uh, Miles Frazier to LSU. That was the offensive uh, tackle from FIU. And then Florida State did bring in, uh, in the transfer portal, um, Caden Lyles, who's the grad transfer, I should say. Grad transfer. Uh, Wisconsin offensive lineman. Uh, that is a good – hey, listen, that's a, that's a nice addition. It's 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 depth. It's one day after the Knowles signed a five uh, uh, a, a hall of five offensive linemen, including late. Well, after we were off the air, well after all the uh, drama of National Signing Day was nearly over, uh, Julian Onella, who had decided to push back his signing uh, to February, reconsidered, if you will, and uh, signed with Florida State. So you had quite a haul. Now you've just added to it. That is the area of strength for this recruiting class is the offensive line. And I know we have all been begging desperately uh, for, I think, Florida State to to, to bring in offensive linemen and to uh, upgrade the level of competition in that segment group day in and day out. Florida State has got to have the ability to withstand depth uh, issues, uh, injury issues. you got to have uh, – some guys that can come in and provide that. We'll see how talented he is. Lord knows, obviously, Dylan Gibbons turned out to work out just fine as a backup from Notre Dame to Tallahassee, plugged in as a starter, played consistently best of all of our offensive linemen last year. I'll take it. So all of a sudden you get another interior guy, all right. And I don't think they're going to stop there, guys. I think there'll be more. Another couple couple guys, transfer portal guys, and let's see what happens with this group up front, which gives you a fight and chance to win some damn football games. Uh, that is something to be excited about. Now, that's where all of our attention will turn. It will turn to two things. It will be this coaching staff, and it will also be in uh, and, and, and what changes we have. I brought up Coach Atkins getting elevated to OC, who I like a lot, a, a real lot, actually. Uh, and then from there <clears> – <throat> We'll see if there are changes on the staff. Now, I mentioned it's Redemption Thursday, and I didn't bother to tell you the picks. Weird time right now, this late in the year. Uh, I need to I need to, to roll out, maybe on tomorrow's Libations Friday show, since it is an actual bowl game. I think it's tomorrow. Is that not right, Matthew? We get tomorrow with um, the first bowl game? The extravaganza? Let the party begin? You know, if you've listened to this show for a long time, maybe even just recently, and I'm a guy who believes in more bowls, not fewer bowls. We can all debate the relative value of these bowls, but we will not debate how much we love football. 
We will not debate that having more football games to choose from. Give me the option, baby. Maybe I'll choose not to watch it. I just want to know that I can. I just want to know it's like not having a car or having a car. I mean, I like that car, but I got a car. I can get up and go. It's better than not having a car. Tomorrow you get two bowl games, the Bahamas Bowl at noon, which is Middle Tennessee versus Toledo, and the Tail Greeter Cure Bowl, Northern Illinois versus Coastal Carolina at 6 p.m. All right, here we go. (laughs) Um, Colts minus a point and a half against the Patriots. Give me the Colts. Now, that's at the time that I grabbed them. I think it's moved to two in the last hour, but I got it at one and a half, so screw your two. Titans minus one against the Steelers. Bengals plus two and a half against Denver. San Fran minus nine against the Falcons. Packers minus five and a half against a really depleted, banged up Ravens group. Rams minus four and a half against the Seahawks. Give me the Saints plus 11 with the Bucks. Always a weird matchup thing there. Even if the Bucks win, it's always ugly. Chiefs Chargers under 53. Fun game tonight, right? Fun game tonight on a Thursday night. Forget about it. You know what you're doing tonight. I did sneak a college game in there. Oregon State minus 7 and Utah State. I'll look around. We'll get some stuff going. <laughs> there you guys are. I can see it. You did not, Michael. You did not miss the bowl swag show. Tomorrow on Libations Friday, we will get it on with the bowl swag show. Uh, my partner in crime, Tom, is under the weather today. I said, you stay home. I'm not getting sick. Matthew and I aren't getting sick. So we'll get after it tomorrow on a Libations Friday, Lucy Goosey edition of the program as we're wont to do anyhow and, and get some wagers in there. Um, did you think, I, I, I thought this, by the way. So when you first heard yesterday, let's go back through the wave of emotions that washed over you. A lot of people are, Still caught up in those emotions. Um, and I get it. I'm not saying that you're wrong to feel a certain way about your favorite team or your your school because um, I was disappointed too. Uh, but but when that first happened, I remember thinking, well, there better be a damn good reason for this. I mean, how do you, you know, how, how does this happen? How does this transpire? I mean, I get it. You're subject to the whims of emotion, of, in essence, children which is the hard part about being a college coach to begin with. Frankly, I think, as things stand currently, I'd rather be a pro coach. Because, look, man, at least as a pro coach, if I bring in a free agent, which these days the upper echelon of the high school recruits can be seen as free agents. If I were a free agent, uh, and and or if I were a coach and I wanted to bring a free agent, I say I needed a linebacker or a corner in this case, and I thought, well, you know what? I like this guy. Jerry Smith is fast. He's got good hips. He's played solid football for the last five years, and he's available to us, and we need a corner. Let's sign him to a three-year deal. When Jerry signs that contract, I know where the hell Jerry's going to be at all times. Nobody can recruit him away from me. Nobody can say, well, he could transfer in a year. <laughs> no. Jerry's locked in. He ain't going anywhere. Jerry's coming to work for me. And I know exactly how much money he got. And I know exactly where he's going to be tomorrow. And we're good to go. So it's kind of just a, all right. And I don't have to recruit year round. 
And I don't have to worry about guys still recruiting my roster even after I get a kid to say yes. Because that's exactly what's going to happen now. And it's always happened. It's always happened. It's not new, but it's really happening. You know, I think I think I would ju- I'll take that gig. I'll take that gig. Speaking of the NFL, Urban Meyer fired. Not shocking. Most thought that probably was a as bad a hire as as you can think of in terms of uh, the match and also the man. It's weird to me to watch. Now, I understand they have to feign um perhaps shock on all the networks that cover sports at a high level. So that's ESPN and Fox and places like that. They all have to go, oh, well, you know, what What went wrong with Urban Meyer? Look, man, every time they go through the litany of things that went wrong in the very short period of time in which he was in Jacksonville and then harken back to a relative short period of time, albeit successful, uh, stretch while he was at Ohio State or Florida, and every time they do it, they're like, you know, maybe we should have seen this coming. There's a pattern of behavior in which... My man appears to be morally bankrupt. I think, I think there were indicators that Urban Meyer was willing to look the other way on a lot of things, and it just turns out that that guy's shtick doesn't play with grown-ass men who have families to feed and demand your respect. Or coaches, for that matter, who you demean in meetings repeatedly, some of whom have Super Bowl rings, my man. So... I guess a brighter light, an even brighter light for those that chose to willfully ignore the fact that Urban Meyer has won, save for the NFL, everywhere he's ever been, and he's done so as a deplorable, despicable, morally bankrupt human being. Maybe now it's out there for everybody to see and to talk about. Seems like finally those groups are coming around and admitting, you know, that guy seems like a bad guy. Oh, maybe, maybe, as he housed an assistant coach who he knew beat the bejesus out of his wife on the regular and then lied about it. Maybe he is a despicable human being. You don't say. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, Warchant TV. The Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness, two Tallahassee locations, Midtown on Thomasville Road, and Northside in the Village Common Shopping Center. Online at orangetheoryfitness.com. So we were. I began the show with the uh, the opener about where we sit in the vastly different times of college football recruiting in the world of NIL and the variables for recruits as well as coaches to consider moving forward, and how interesting it will be. As uh, you know, uh, you got a chance here to see the dispersion of the elite of the elite of the elite going to a bunch of different teams depending on who decides to dial back the reins and not willing to spend. If you decide you really want a kid, if you're any school, 
and you've got somebody who's willing to ante up because you think it changes your fortunes or the way you're perceived and viewed in the college football world and what's possible moving forward and that this one kid may not change your fortunes in terms of going to a college football playoff or becoming a championship-level team in your conference, but it will change the perception as to how you're valued by other recruits and what's possible there. Well, then you go all in. You can win a kid like Travis Hunter, obviously, and I think moving forward, any type kid of this elite ability, you can win those kids, wrestle those kids away from the Alabamas, Ohio States, Georgias, Southern Cows, Texas, Texas A&M. You can do it. You can do it. it. Florida State had him verbally committed for more than a year, of course, and that's why it's a gut punch because you thought for sure he was coming here. But let's not pretend Georgia didn't offer that kid a bunch of money. Guess what? They didn't offer him enough. Rumor at Georgia was that they were willing to go to eight hundred thousand. Uh, might have been woefully short from what we're hearing. Don't know for sure. My point is that it will correct itself. It will level itself. We'll get things worked out at the at the end of the day. It may not be your cup of tea. Doesn't really matter. It's changing. So whether you can watch it or not, that's up to you. But here's the deal: you may have some of the higher-end players making their way to a more diverse group of teams than ever before because those teams, if truly invested, decide and or have a corporate sponsor or a billionaire alumni, whatever it might be, hey, we really want this kid. We don't change what it is to come to this school. They can do it. They can do it. They really didn't have that ability before. Now, I don't think it's going to radically alter too much for FCS schools. Um, Everybody's talking about the possibilities moving forward. We'll, we'll, We'll see. I'm not real sure. But in addition to those kinds of changes, and you'll be on the lookout for this at your school, right? In our case, Florida State. But this is anybody who's an alumni anywhere or a booster or a fan or just somebody who really loves a school, right? For whatever reason. I don't know if you saw this story. Tom Brady is poised to enter the fashion industry with his new fashion line, Brady, all caps. It launches on January 12th. Do I care about that? Not really. But here's what I care about. That brand will partner with nine college athletes Mm -hmm. and one recent draftee, and that includes Michigan quarterback Cade McNamara. See where we're going here? Shador Sanders, the son of former NFL star Deion Sanders, also on the Brady line. He plays at Jackson State. Other athletes include Grayson McCall of Coastal Carolina. Coastal Carolina. George Pickens, Georgia. You already know him. How about this? Tennis players. Andrew Finty from Michigan. Zaharja from UCLA. That'd be Patrick, as he's known from most people. Jake, C- Jake, that would be Jack. Speak English, Jeff. I don't know this kid, and I'm going to butcher his name. St. Ivani, I think, is how you would say his name. He's a hockey player at BC is the bottom line. Basketball players, Julian Reese, Maryland, Jermaine Samuels, Villanova, Henry Davis selected number one in this year's MLB draft by my beloved Pittsburgh Pirates. Let's go Buckos. Those are just a few of the faces that are now part of the, quote, Brady brand fashion line. They'll stand behind, quote, the next generation of greatness and get paid to do so on Instagram. NIL, baby. Come on down, Dalvin Cook, uh, Derek Brooks, uh, anybody? Got a lot of them. 
lot of dudes come through Florida State that went on to play in the National Football League for a very long time, make a lot of money, have high profiles. Let's go! Back to the other part of the NIL that we talked about. I referenced Chip Lamarca submitting a bill that changes the state's name, image, and likeness law for college athletes moving forward. It will happen just after the new year. He had already had conversations with Florida, Florida State, FAU, other schools about what the state could do to help its institutions tweak a rule that's only been in effect for slightly more than five months. Seems we've we've submitted something that we thought put us ahead of the game. We shepherded into being back in 2020, and turns out other states don't have those provisions or restrictions, as they should be noted. So we got to give these teams in the state an opportunity. So here's what I read. This, in fairness, attribution goes to Andy Staples. Uh, they're going to steer the bill into committee after the new year. The key difference, the new version strikes out the phrase or cause compensation to be directed to. That is from a following passage, a post-secondary educational institution, an entity whose purpose includes supporting or benefiting the institution. And, you know, in its athletic programs, more importantly, or an officer, director, or an employee of such institution or entity may not compensate or cause compensation to be directed to a current or prospective intercollegiate athlete for her or his name, image, likeness. All right, look, you remove those seven words. Schools couldn't pay athletes directly, but they wouldn't be breaking the law if they helped guide others to pay players directly. So now the four schools can go, listen, we can't do this, but you know who can? That guy standing right here. Come on in, Keith. Why don't you tell Larry here why it would be wise for him to sign the line which is dotted and come play football at Florida State? Well, let me tell you, Larry, by the way, nice to meet you. I'm Keith. I own a car a lot. And your face pushing my Subarus would be great. So, coaches and administrators at the schools, uh, I think, as we all know now, are going to have to learn to deal with an environment. As I said earlier, it would be known as adapt or perish. Now, I think, too, that, again, if you're looking for a silver lining here while we're in the midst of this radical change, and change is usually rejected or pushed back on at the very least, I do think that you could find some real parity here for the upper echelon players. Uh, anybody can come in here. You know, Kansas State could be like, hey, look, man, we really want you. I know you've got offers to all these other schools, but here's the deal. We can give you this much money, and I don't think they're willing to do that now. Are we willing to do that? We are, because we think you're a game changer. You're an image changer. You're somebody that can change what it means to go here. If you go to those other schools that have been dominant in the world of college football for the last 100 years, you're just another one of the long line of guys that have gone to those places that have been dominant in college football for the last 100 years. But if you come here and you do it, that's a different deal altogether, and that's why we're willing to ante up. What an interesting list of athletes from the uh, fashion launch for Brady. Nobody, 
Nobody was shocked to find out that Tom Brady is launching a fashion line. Just saying. <laughs> Nobody was. I wonder, I've often wondered this, like, you know, you, you consider endorsements. Obviously, Brady has opportunities in a way that uh, very few people on earth have, right? I mean, he's, it's just like, same thing as like Tiger Woods has opportunities that very few people on earth have. But it's all relative. Like, you consider, just kind of like you play the game when you think, if I won the lottery, what would I do? If somebody approached me about a fashion deal, Tom, I said Tom because he's at home watching, but I meant Matthew, who's producing. Um, I have to tell you, I don't know what that would be. I scream, silly middle-aged white guy. I'm more often than not in some sort of band t-shirt when I'm laying around at the house or one of these golf shirts. And you know why I do that? Because I don't like to have to think about what I'm wearing because it doesn't mean anything to me. If my galoshes don't match what the trend says, I don't care. I don't own galoshes, but you know. I wonder what I would take. What if they're like, we want you to wear bright and shiny sequins. We think you'd look good in rhinestone. Would I do it? Well, for the right amount of money, I'd do it, and I'd make fun of it every day. <laughs> what would I wear? Tank tops, Jeff. All tank tops all the time. Nope. Going to turn it down. Give you $3 million. I'll wear a tank top with rhinestone every day. I'll go grocery shopping in it. I'll, t- I'll take it to a fancy restaurant, whatever you want. So watch for the shift in the, uh, in the laws and the rules. And, um, you know, it's interesting. It's, it's, we're, we're moving towards a place where there won't be more rules and regulations, but different rules and regulations, probably less rules. The NCAA used to just ratchet up the number of rules. Now we're moving away from that because the NCAA were told to kick sand by the courts. So that system got thrown out. Now it's left a vacuum, and that's why we describe it as the wild, wild west, because nobody knows what's going on, and there's nobody there to say you can't do that. Nobody. Nobody's there to say no. And I used to joke on the regular as we watched the depleted and certainly waning power of the NCAA on display when they didn't have the ability to come in uh, and, and really do significant damage to schools who were blatantly breaking the NCAA rules, we began to see that perhaps they didn't have any real teeth. And it was at that note that I said on the air, well, let's go. The joke was drugs, money, hoes. What are you doing? Let's go. Whatever you got to do. It doesn't matter. They're not coming for you. They don't care. They just don't want you to flaunt it in their face. But short of flaunting it in their face, they're really not going to do anything. Hour number two, forthcoming. Stay with.